17 minutes it is before 8 p.m. You tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro. Do uh, reach us if uh, you'd like to comment on uh, many of the issues that we've raised. It might be uh, the Chinese doubling up on their coal imports a few days, uh, I guess, away from uh, the plenum. Uh, the sixth plenum of the Chinese Communist Party. And I'd uh, love to hear your thoughts on that. And also, I guess, uh, yeah, some of the issues around the energy transition, a discussion we're going to be picking up uh, in the uh, second hour of our discussion. But we now go straight into uh, the discussion on coalitions. 2021 local government elections happened uh, this time last week, and we've got 66 hung municipalities. Now, this includes five metros and uh, the negotiations and uh, the jostling and uh, the horse trading and the bargaining has uh, certainly started in earnest and joining me to uh, uh, reflect on this and um, yeah, share some of his views on this is uh, Makosinim Kichwa, independent political commentator who joins me now for our headlines. Mkhlegaz, Maskwam Kele and uh, yeah, welcome to Metro FM Talk. Uh, good evening. Thank you very much, my brother. Always a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, thank you very much for joining us. Firstly, before we get, I guess, into you know the developments that led to, uh, I guess, the situation where a lot of this horse trading has to happen, Makosin. Let's maybe start off, I guess, uh, with the results and the outcomes themselves, uh, especially as it relates to uh, some of the key, you know, the crown jewels of the country, the industrial hubs of, the, of uh, our society. Wh- what do you make of this electoral outcome, I guess, in the context of the shock that the governing party also had received earlier on in 2016? Look, if you look at um, uh, liberation movements uh, on the continent and elsewhere, uh, they take power, uh, you know, they uh, hold on to power and they become dominant. And when they start losing power, they lose, uh, they start losing power in urban areas. Um, And then, you know, they become uh, sort of like rural uh, parties that eventually they lose power. So, if you look at the situation in South Africa, um, the ANC has been reduced to below 50% on all metros. <clears throat> um, I, I think except for, um, you know, uh, Buffalo City, mm. yes. Um, they've been reduced, but that, that, there, there's an Eastern Cape dynamic that is beginning to emerge no, in the election. Mm. So, but, but I mean... Elsewhere in, in the country, the ANC has done badly in urban areas. And, and I think it's a trend that's going to continue. Uh, I would have hoped that for their sake, that uh, they would be able to, uh, you know, stop that from, uh, you know, continuing the way it is. But uh, seemingly the ANC doesn't have a strategy to, to deal with that. If you look at, um, you know, uh, Cape Town, for instance, mm. at the time when... The ANC was leading a coalition that was governing Cape yeah, Town, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and they lost Cape Town, and it it, it, it looks like they will never ever regain it. Mm. You know, so you can see the direction it's going. Yeah, and and I guess I mean the, the, this is what many people have spoken about, um, and even I guess you know uh, in the 2000s people would speak about this in the context of ZANU, saying you know effectively what you have is a you know a, what has become a rural party. Uh, and I, I mean, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. I mean, is this the start of the African National Congress being an effectively rural party or a party whose main electoral base of support is in rural areas? If you think about, I guess, the performance everywhere else except in Limpopo and the Eastern Cape. Yes. Look, it, it is becoming a rural party. Um, it is becoming a rural party. There's no doubt about it. 
uh, it is becoming a party of uh, older people. Um, you know, uh, the ANC is doing badly with young people, and you know, older people are not going to be around forever. You know, we're not going to be around forever. Mm. Uh, so um, it, it, it needed to have a strategy of reaching young people. Uh, it needed to have a strategy of reaching, you know, urban people and the middle classes. Uh, and keeping them energized and, and keeping them part of its growth. Uh, but you see, with uh, the kind of malfeasance that has consumed the ANC, unfortunately, you know, uh, with that also comes a bit of arrogance and, and, and thinking that, uh, you know, uh, being in power means you're going to be in power as it were, until Jesus Christ comes back. Mm. So uh, it, it's, um, it, it, I don't know if uh, the ANC has uh, the, the, the inclination and, uh, and the strategy uh, to turn the tide. Uh, you know, it, it looks like it's just going one direction, mm. unfortunately, for them. Makosini, hold the line there for me for a second, and uh, we're going to take a quick spot break. When we come back, I want us to talk, I guess, about uh, the different coalition dynamics at play, what you make of some of the utterances. I mean, the latest of which uh, being the president of the ANC, Sir Ramaphosa, saying, you know, we're not going to go to anybody with a begging bow. Uh, you know, that's just not, I guess, on brand uh, for the African National Congress. And we'll touch on that, I guess, in the context of some of the banter we've seen, uh, you know, flying about uh, this one, saying they're not going to work with the other one. Um, and uh, I guess uh, whether or not uh, developments and the balance of power is going to devolve in that way is a story uh, that I want us to... Uh, nine minutes it is before 8pm. You tuned in to Metro FM Talk. And uh, yeah, it's our headlines and uh, certainly uh, the big piece of news uh, since uh, the outcome became a lot clearer towards the tail end of last week of uh, the 2021 local government elections is all of the horse trading around coalitions. And uh, Makosini, I want to hear your views on this. What do you make of... Um, all of the conditionalities being thrown about. So Herman Mashaba is not going to work with the ANC, uh, but he has his own uh, conditions. He wants the mayoral collar, uh, you know, and uh, the DA says they've been burnt badly in the, uh, you know, coalition with the EFF. The EFF says they'll only go into a coalition with somebody who has a clear plan on the land. Um, what do you make of all of this? Uh, and I guess also what we're starting to see now coming from the governing party, uh, the ANC saying, well, if, if no coalitions... Uh, or governments can form, we, we're happy to go back uh, into a campaign mode again uh, in many of these hung municipalities. What is that going to mean for the person who's waiting in their community for a substation to be fixed or a transmission line to be fixed or even water to come out of their taps? Look, I, I, let me start here. I, I like coalition governments. Mm. Um, the reason why I like coalition governments is that they humble uh, political parties but we don't seem to be too good they, at them. They, they force political parties to exercise oversight on each other mm. inside the government. So if, um, you know, uh, if Party A does something that is scandalous, uh, that uh, no other people want to be associated with, they can pull out of that government and force it to collapse. And, um, you know, uh, it, that, that, that forces... Uh, people to be more circumspect in, in things that they do, because if you have one dominant party and that dominant party is expected to exercise oversight over itself, either in parliament or legislature or council, 
uh, we've seen where that has gotten us. So I love uh, uh, you know coalition uh, uh, coalitions, but unfortunately, I don't think that as South Africa and South Africans we are ready for them, and I don't think that we have a, a strategy uh, at government level and at political party level as to how we are going to deal with them. If you take a, a country, for instance, that's got um, a ceremonial head of state, like in the United Kingdom, mm. if there's a party, um, you know, if there's a, a, an election and there is no party with a clear majority, an outright majority, but a party with a, um, a plurality of votes, the Queen will invite that party to form a government. Mm. So it's, it's not, um, a, a, you know, a free for all. You know, that whoever wants to form a government can form a government. So in South Africa now, what tends to happen, unfortunately, is that smaller parties tend to gang up against the ANC. And that is what causes problems for Mm. us. Because you'll find that these are parties who have got nothing to do with each other, nothing in common. The only common thing they share is their disdain or contempt for the. coalition was the most successful and the most stable. I'm not sure about that, but politically, the coalition held. Because the ANC had the plurality of votes and it looked for partners that it could work with, such as the AIC and the PAC. Mm. But if you look at um, in Johannesburg and Botswana, where the EFF set out to prevent the ANC from forming a government, and it, it ended up having a partnership with the DA, with whom they have nothing in common mm. other than their, their, their disdain for the ANC. And you can see the chaos that happened in those uh, uh, metros, uh, including uh, Nelson Mandela Bay. So I think that <clears throat> what we need to have uh, in South Africa is a, sort of a, a, a process of mediation and regulation of these uh, uh, coalitions. And I think uh, the Department of Corpta needs to develop some guidelines as to how this is to be handled, because I don't think that it should be left to political parties. In conclusion, uh, and answering your question, mm. uh, <clears throat> when it comes to the question of the things that political parties are saying, I think it must be seen in the context of parties uh, preparing for negotiations. And before your negotiations, uh, negotiations start, you throw what is called an uh, opening gambit, you know, um, you demand the, the, the impossible. It's like when you're negotiating, uh, unions are negotiating salary increases that start with 20% increase, and the employer says 2% increase, and then they will negotiate themselves to a middle of uh, the ground somewhere. So I think these are opening gambits that are thrown mm. around to rackle opponents, uh, but also to make sure that uh, they enter the negotiations, each party enters the negotiations from a stronger position. Yeah, yeah. L- let's talk about, I guess... Whatever configuration does come out of 
a lot of this horse trading. What implications is that going to have for the general elections that are coming up to elect provincial authorities and the national executive um, in the next few years or so? If this, if, if uh, things continue on this trajectory, um, a few um, uh, provinces may have coalition governments. Uh, if this trend continues, um, the ANC may be forced uh, to below 50%, and it would have to you know, invite other political parties to form a government. Mm. So if the trend continues, what I see as a likelihood is a deputy president, Julius Malema, in uh, 2025. Yeah. Say that again. <laughs> I'm saying if the trend continues, where the ANC is uh, forced to below 50%, and um, the EFF comes, let's say, with 10%, mm. um, then, uh, you know, the, the EFF will say, no, we're not going to be your junior partner. We want uh, a position of power, and it's likely that you can have a deputy president, uh, Julius Malin. Mm, 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 mm. Talk to me about this, uh, I mean, the other permutation here, um, which... Just judging from, I guess, what the president said this afternoon, what the head of policy in the ANC uh, or the head of the policy subcommittee of the NEC, uh, Jeff Khatteba, was saying, this notion that, you know, if push comes to shove, we're willing to go back, uh, you know, and uh, go back into campaign mode. Um, is, is that likely, if at all? I mean, is there, is, is there a likely outcome or a permutation where you might have a situation where nobody's able to find one another and you have that logjam that requires... You know, a rerun of the elections. Ayabonga, that's exactly what I'm worried about. Because if these uh, political parties lack the political maturity to see that this is not about them, this is about the citizens who are, you know, desperate for basic services. If they don't appreciate that, that the voters have essentially said to them, Go work together. We're not going to choose one of you. We want you to all go there and work together. We have history in this country of political unity with the ANC. Can you imagine? I don't think that there was any, there has been any animosity between two political parties like there has been between the National Party and the ANC. Mm. But voters forced them to work together. Sure. And they worked together in the, in the government of national unity. What is different now? Uh, so you can see that here we're dealing with political egos. Uh, we, we're dealing with, uh, you know, lack of political maturity to even, you know, grapple with the, 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 the most important thing. But it's, if, if we go back to campaign mode again, let's go back to campaigning again. What happens to service delivery and who is the political authority mm. you know, of, of, of these municipalities during that time? Mm. You know, and, and also, it's not like you're going to get a much different outcome. It will be maybe different permutations. Maybe one party has lost 2 or 3% here and there, but it's not going to change the entire atmosphere or the setup on the ground. So I, I think that what we lack is not um, uh, you know, voters expressing themselves uh, you know, in a way that should guide these political parties going forward. What we lack is political maturity, and we have a lot of political egos that are not helpful. Mm. Talking about political egos, the last one here, Marcosini. Uh, yeah, it seems 
I guess Herman Mashaba wants to do a uh, Mongameli Bobani, uh, the late Mongameli Bobani, who uh, ascended to uh, the mayoral chain out in Kabecha uh, in the Nelson Mandela Bay area. In his demand uh, of any coalition he goes into for him, uh, yeah, to take that seat to uh, wear uh, the livery collar uh, that I guess is worn or adorned uh, by many mayors. Look, I think for Herman Mashaba, it's becoming clear that, uh, you know, uh, whereas he may have, uh, you know, altruistic intentions, uh, you know, but there, there is a, a lot of, um, you know, ego, uh, uh, you know, attached to it. Uh, because uh, he seems to be thinking that um, uh, somehow he's entitled to be the mayor of Johannesburg. And, and voters have spoken differently. They, they have voted for the ANC in the majority, and they have put uh, the DA to be number two, and they've put, uh, you know, Action SA as number three and EFF as number four. You have to respect their wishes. So it, it, it's okay if uh, in their negotiations they decide, like, uh, for instance, the ANC decided that in Parliament, in the National Assembly, it's going to give, uh, you know, an important uh, oversight role to the IFP, even though the IFP hasn't done anything to end that. Mm. So, but to say it's a good thing to put somebody of a different party. Uh, it's okay if the DA, uh, you know, and the uh, and Action SA and whatever other parties that they're working with say, look, uh, we see amongst ourselves uh, the, the voters have spoken differently. I don't think that's democratic. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do you make of the KZN? Story. I mean, I heard Mkulego Sheng was saying yesterday, it's Katele Kruvan. In the case of Eteguin, it's Katele Musgrave and all manner of other, I guess, uh, you know, uh, layers, yeah, party layers, if I can put it that way, excuse the pun, uh, that have captured uh, 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 the authorities and administration in Eteguini. Well, what do you anticipate there? Look, you know, maybe let me start with KZN mm. first. Um, you know, KZN is unique to other uh, provinces in that in other provinces, except for the Western Cape, uh, voters that, uh, you know, mainly vote for the ANC do not have an alternative. There's no alternative in Eastern Cape. There's no alternative in Mpumalanga, Limpopo, you know, uh, for, for voters who are unhappy with the ANC to punish it and vote for somebody else. In what would Natali vote the ISP? And it's resurgent. There's no question about it. Mm. Even though it's led, you know, its supreme leader is a 93-year-old, uh, you know, uh, founder. Emeritus. Uh, but oh. the president is younger, and, you know, it's got a lot of young people who are organizing and able sure. to reach other young people. And uh, what happened in KZN in July and many people, uh, you know, attribute, uh, you know, uh, the voter apathy on the part of ANC voters not going to vote for the ANC to the fact that uh, uh, the former president, Jacob Zuma, was, uh, was jailed. Uh, I think that is a factor, but even a bigger factor is that the, the looting and the chaos and the disorder that happened in July affected, you know, ordinary people on the ground. And they're still really, I mean, I don't know when last year in KZN, but... If you go to some shopping centers that were looted, you know, uh, people are struggling. So mm. I think there was uh, on the part of the voters to say the ANC has brought us this problem. We're not going to vote for them. We're going to vote for somebody else. And I think it's a good thing uh, that you have a, a sort of, uh, we all need to have an alternative. 
that if this doesn't work, this one works. If you look at the successful democracies in the world, um, you know, whatever you think of the United States or the United Kingdom, but insofar as running their own democracy, I think they're doing very well. How do they do it? You've got uh, the Republicans, 40%, Democrats, 40%, and every election is decided by the independents that constitute the 20%. So you cannot have one party being arrogant. Mm. The same in the United States, in the United Kingdom with the Conservatives and, and, uh, and uh, the Labour Party. So if we all, I mean, in Kazaran, they are at that position. Either you vote for the ANC or you vote for the IFP. And if, uh, you know, Kulego Shengwa raises the thing, uh, you know, about um, you know, this lavish lifestyle that people, uh, you know, seem to live when they get closer to mm. power, uh, and that's going to resonate with a lot of people. Yeah. I think it will resonate with a lot of people. Aish, because as I say, but uh, <laughs> Makosid, let's leave it there, my brother. Always a pleasure catching up with you. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Awesome stuff. Uh, Makosid Mgit, you are independent political commentator. Yeah. Huh? I don't know. I don't know. Do let us know. Uh, uh, yeah, I want to hear from Taganepo, uh, from Mlaz uh, today, uh, whether or not Ikruvan uh, uh, is in what he might have seen over the weekend. But uh, yeah, do let us know as well. Uh, you might be uh, out in uh, places like Abomsinga, um, Zimkulu, for instance, where the EFF put out a good showing in that part of the world, in the southern parts, uh, or I should say, yeah, it's the southern, southwestern parts of Guazulu Natal, bordering there on the Eastern Cape. Uh, and uh, yeah, good showing there for the uh, EFF, which I guess in many ways. Uh, signals the disaffection of uh, many people uh, out in the province of uh, Guazulu Natal. So we're going to take a brief break now. When we come back, uh, so Sabel Baniti, Nugas voice notes in.